0: In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. Dick of
1: the Week. Dick of 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 the Week. Dick Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick 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 of the Week.
0: Dick, Dick, Dick of, the week. of the Week. Dick Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick Dick Dick, Dick, Dick of the Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Dick of the Week, the podcast where we talk about things we love and sometimes hate about romance. Stephanie is not here with me, uh, but instead, I'm I'm Liz, by the way, but instead, I have a very special guest, Sarah, (laughs) shut up, Sarah, Sarah Sarah step. And her cat, River. And, yes, you're, you're going
1: to hear my cat at some point. She <laughs> thinks that she's neglected. She's been fed. She has two adults at home right now she can snuggle on. And she is just <laughs> trying to pull the poor orphan Annie act on us.
0: <laughs> I feel like anytime uh, you're speaking, River's like, oh, it's chatty time. It's exactly it. And it's always when I'm talking to you to the moment I start
1: talking to you, River. <laughs> somehow knows and comes darting from whatever corner of the house she's in and is like
0: (laughs) we'll see if either of my cats make an appearance it's it's really just
1: the cat hour
0: yeah (laughs) listen to us talk about our cats for an hour (laughs) we would too (laughs) yeah we would we would (laughs) so uh sarah tell us a little bit about yourself Oh, no. I, you know, it's funny. I love asking that question to other people
1: to watch them squirm. And then it gets asked to me, and I go full deer in the headlights. <laughs> um, hello, lovely listeners. <laughs> My name is Sarah Eastup. I am a romance writer living in the Pacific Northwest, just a little bit north of Portland, Oregon. Um, during the daytime and sometimes during the nights, I am a flight attendant. I'm also married to my own in real life romance hero. We have two young children who are trying their best to make sure I never write another word in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) And one very vocal cat that you've all met already. That
0: about sums it up. Uh, What type of romance writing do you do, Sarah? Mostly contemporaries,
1: um, but my... ADHD brain anytime it it gets an idea wants to write something different I at some point I'd love to tackle low fantasy not high fantasy I don't have the patience for that (laughs) low fantasy low bar fantasy Um, paranormal at some point maybe just do something off the wall and completely bonkers and like the dark romance sector um my friend Eliza MacArthur and I have an idea for an alien romance that get a little less busy we want to tackle based on me misreading the title of a different book oh my god (laughs) the book was called the alien's lover I thought it said the alien's lawyer very different (laughs) concepts (laughs) but we share you know Eliza and I share part of a brain, and therefore she was like, oh, I know where we could go with this, and we just riffed off each other for like 15 minutes, and then we're like, cool, that
0: goes in the drawer, we don't have time right now. (laughs) I'm excited to one day read The Aliens Lawyer. (laughs) It's gonna be fantastic, it's gonna be fantastic.
1: The the moral of the story, kids, is don't do drugs, you might get trapped by aliens.
0: Oh my! (laughs) Oh my! Typically, we talk, like, if there's something we've read recently that we have loved, have you read anything, like, super awesome? I have been in such
1: a reading slump, but Ruby Dixon just released um, The Half-Orc's Maiden Bride, and it's 190 pages, and I read it in one sitting, I um, disregarded my bedtime, (laughs) which as a parent is something that should be sacred and holy to you, your own bedtime. Um, But that is often not the case because I don't, I don't get the chance to sleep in if I stay up till 3. AM. Right. My lovely alarm clocks will still be getting up between six and seven. Um, (laughs) And they're not old enough where I can tell them to go away. And I really, really enjoy that. I'd give it like a solid four out of five. Like, yeah, just it's, you and I bonded over Ruby Dixon. We went on the same kick at the same time.
0: June 2021. June we just,
1: 2021. It we was just... right after we watched
0: Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. Yes. We, we went from Marvel to Ruby and then never looked back. I love it. I love it. So oh. um,
1: the Half-Orcs Maiden Bride is part. It takes place in uh, Ruby's aspect Anchor universe. I mean, I haven't read any of the Aspect and Anchor books, which is, like, Bound to the Battle God, Sworn to the Shadow God, Wed to the Wild God. I might be getting some of those wrong, but I think I'm pretty close. Yeah. Um, But I had read, back in August, according to my Goodreads account, I read The King's Spinster Bride. And that is definitely within the same universe as The Half-Orc's Maiden Bride. I somehow...
0: I like, somehow, somehow completely miss this. Missed... Yeah. I mean, she wrote it back in 2018, and I guess I was just so hyper-focused on the big blue aliens that I didn't even pay attention to any of the other ones. I don't know.
1: Like, <laughs> I like, I found it during my Ruby super backlist exploration after I had finished most of Ice Planet Barbarians and then the Ice Home series. And I, yeah, I'd also done Rizdaverse at that point.
0: Did you end up reading? I know you haven't read the Cosair Brothers, but did you read the other Cosairs? The Cosairs? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the,
1: that's like a pretty perfect series right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I keep waiting for you to read the Brothers. I will get to it. I promise.
1: <laughs> I keep starting the one, and then I'm like, I don't have the attention span for this right now. It's going to take too long.
0: <laughs> they are long books. They are they definitely are long books. So the Half Works. Are... Maiden Bride was just the perfect little snack, yeah, yeah. I haven't dove really into the aspect and anchor universe except for the half orc, Maiden Bride. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? I would agree. I I'd say it's a it's a solid four. I don't think it's my favorite Ruby book, but I enjoyed it. I don't know if it was just I also am uh, reading another orc related book right now by a different author. but orc uh,
1: related book are you reading?
0: I'm reading. It's um, the second book in the Girls Weekend series by oh, yeah. C.M.
1: Na... I think on. it's Nacosta. Nacosta. Mm-hmm. Sorry for saying that wrong. <laughs> I <It laughs> feel
0: like course... I
1: have a 50-50 shot on pronunciation. and
0: Of course, my book is like, you don't need to see the cover. I'm like, no, that's literally what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah, uh...
1: so, so you're reading Parties right now, then.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's got a blue cover. Girls Weekend has this... Gorgeous illustrated pink and purple cover where all you see is a leg and she's, like, pulling up her stocking. Yeah. I love the covers on those. I really do. They're so simple and just at the same
0: time beautiful. And then Parties is a blue cover where it has an, a male orc hand and a tiny little elf purple lady hand. Yes. Cause, and that's the other thing I didn't know going into this series is I thought it was humans and orcs, but it's, it's – no. uh, it's all it's all uh you know all magical mag- creatures
1: exactly i yeah no i had the same what i um a little bit I, I put part i put girls weekend down not a violent dnf but just a not not for me right now yeah dnf i swear there was a term floating around recently for that and now i can't remember what it was those books are also connected to the viral sensation morning glory milking farm yes because the one couple from Girls Weekend makes an appearance in Morning Glory Milking Farm. Oh, do the- they? Yes. It's um, probably past 75%, I want to say.
0: Okay. I started reading Morning Glory Milking Farm, and I never finished it, but I do plan to finish it at some point. I have to start it over at this point, because I got distracted by something else. Probably Ruby. <laughs> probably Ruby. Ruby probably released something, and your little squirrel brain went, Ruby! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because... No matter what, anytime she has a new release, I I will stop everything else and read that. Yes, you will. <laughs> i was surprised at how
1: long it took me to get to the uh, uh Forks Made and Bright." I, I I saw it and went, "Ooh!"
0: And then it took me probably another week to grab it. And I I took me a couple days, but it was within the first week. Yeah, I, you I, were within I, it. I grabbed oh, it, it and it read longer it.
1: Than that. Yeah, because that was released on uh, April 1st, so it took me two weeks to get
0: to it. Wow. I know. <laughs> um, Girls Weekend for me was it was initially kind of hard to get into because I'm not used to books that have so many different point of views. Agreed. Agreed. And and not that that's a bad thing, but it just it took me a little bit for my brain to be like, "Wait, I'm jumping to how many people?" Um mm-hmm. and I I'm I'm just used to there being one focal couple or group or whatever and not like many individual couplings happening if i'd known that going into it it might have helped
1: yeah same so if you're thinking about reading this book i have a bunch of friends that really 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 love it so lots of recommendations for them but just know going in it it's got mm, many um pov characters point of view characters
0: yeah Yeah, which now, and I think that's why I'm enjoying my experience of reading parties more because I knew what I was getting myself into. Like, obviously, if I didn't enjoy the first one, I wouldn't be reading the second one. Well, I guess that's not an obvious thing. That's that's true. I have done weirder shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like within the last five years, I've stopped purposefully hate reading shit. And instead, I put it down and try something else. Unless I'm reading it. Unless I'm reading it specifically like for this podcast.
1: Exactly. Life's life's too
0: short to read shit we're not enjoying. Yeah. I don't have enough time anymore. <laughs> Which I only have time. So that's I feel like I have less time when I actually have only time, but trying to use that time wisely. Boo. <laughs> Some of some of us are sick of staring at their same work in prog- progress for a year and want to get it fucking published.
1: Well, that, that's why I just started a new work in progress.
0: <laughs> but see, I've done that for years. Yeah, <laughs> and I, like, said, I pulled a Liz. <laughs> I've, I have uh, several multiple finished first drafts uh, and be like, i don't want to edit this right now and then start a new project and i said no i am not doing that for this and yeah i'm making progress so it's fine you're making we're making progress um i got up to uh i think i'm working on editing chapter 31 right now so i'm very close to the end you're very close to the end because i need to i meant to have all this editing done a week ago so i could shove it in people's faces to read and it took longer than i anticipated which whatever I think Such- in the future, we have to give ourselves longer than we anticipate. <laughs> yeah. Things things come up. Yeah. And I feel like for me personally, editing is not my favorite thing in the universe. So I don't know if I'm purposefully dragging my feet or subconsciously doing it or whatever. But I have been actively working and making progress you have been active- day. You, you've been doing
1: better than I have. I learned that um, I would rather scoop out my eyeballs with a dull spoon than edit. Uh, <laughs> That that first chapter is still giving me fits and starts and my uh my brain, my little lizard brain is like, We must fix this before we do all those other things you know you need to do. So hoping hoping in May to get back into what was last
0: year's Camp Nano project. <laughs> I okay, so right now it's April. It's like, what, April 14th is when we were recording this. So we're about halfway through the month, which, Jesus Christ, oh
1: my God. I know. Uh, taxes are due in three days. This won't help anybody by the time this comes out, but
0: taxes are due in three days. Oh God, I hate taxes. Um, but April and July every month are Camp NaNoWriMo, which those of you who have listened to our podcast before know that November is National Novel Writing Month, and then April and July our camp NaNoWriMo, um, which means you can pick whatever you want to be your goal. There are no rules. You set your goal and run with it, which I have found it does not work for me. <laughs> you know what? Same. Absolutely same. Uh,
1: it's like, you know, so you, you can get these badges if you've ever done it before. You know, you can get these badges. And the moment I miss that first... Badge. I have like the, the gamifying no longer works for me, and yeah. I have lost all incentive,
0: yeah, I you know, have an all or nothing mentality. I was like, well, I' failed the whole thing, never mind, <laughs> And I knew going into it that I was doing something weird that'd be hard to track anyway, so I'm like not even using the website, but because my goal was finish finish um my edits, and then while my betas have my book start working on a novella, mm-hmm. which is still the goal just. I'm not going to have the novella done by the end of the month, which is fine. Um, It's fine. I I plan to at least get started and make progress. Um, Maybe even today. We'll see. I said yesterday I was going to only edit like two chapters and then start writing. But then I realized how close to the end I was. And I was like, never mind. My characters are sad. I must keep going forward. Push through. Push through. Which I was like, they'll still be sad in there when you get back to it. But no, must do it now. And I was like, all right, self, let's do it. Just just finish. Because sometimes, at least for me, it can be really
1: hard to switch gears. Yeah. um, From one to the other. Which is the excuse I'm giving myself for why I'm ignoring last year's Camp Nano project right now. (laughs) Because I got a kind of off-the-wall random idea for what was supposed to be a novella. And we'll see if it stays a novella.
0: <laughs> it might become a book. Liz is oh. laughing at me because I do this all the time. <laughs> like, I'm going to write a novella. forty word, 40,000 max. I'm like, all right, Sarah. And you're like, is it going to actually be a novella? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a standalone. Oh, look at these three other ideas that came from it. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. I know. <laughs> I am my own villain origin story. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could have a series of novellas, though. Like, if you oh, decide I- you wanted to keep them shorter, uh, you could still write all of the ideas um, and maybe even get to them quicker if you actually keep it shorter. <laughs> I know. Well, I do have the flight attendant novella
1: ideas. Yes. That I think I really actually could keep as novellas like, insta-love
0: novellas, but... And I think um, being that that's a travel thing, like, I feel like anything that's travel-related, it makes sense to be able keep to... Keep it con- short. Yeah, contain it within that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also struggle with keeping things short all the time. But I feel like if I go into this novella... My problem is, most novellas, I feel like I want more when I read them. Like, I want to, like, see them continuously... Be together unless I know I'm going in for like say Chloe main's daddy age gap little nuggets. Like Did you read the
1: um I read one Why What we talked about? This
0: Father of the Bride. Yes, I just I read that one. I've read all My, of them. I've read all oh, of the books. I just read Father of the Bride. I I've uh because I read the the Santa one at Christmas time, and we talked about it on the podcast, and then I was like, "Well, I'm curious. Daddy shit is not my kink at all, like I'm not into it, but for some reason, I keep reading these books, regardless. <laughs> it's a very specific type of crack. <laughs> and she can write some some pretty sexy stuff,
1: spicy no spicy, the spicy spice is really good. mm hmm that's what I'm calling it now. Spicy space. <laughs> it's a very mature adult way to talk about that. <laughs>
0: it's like, I would say, you, you don't even like regularly make TikTok. So it's not like you have to censor your stuff. Like, I feel like my needing to censor myself on TikTok in order for people to see the videos is like translating into other communication. Now I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to say these words people <laughs> in my regular life. Ugh, fucking TikTok fucking tiktok man i
1: i thought tiktok was gonna be more of a time sack for me but i i forget that it exists because it's on a page that I, on my apps that i don't turn to very often i don't often make it to the t's <laughs>
0: <laughs> see and i have it on the main screen in a folder with my other uh social media app so it's right there always right there always and i, I turned off my notifications for it
1: mmm so yeah, I really forget that it exists. I'm... so I currently have, like, 35 unread messages from my brother.
0: Sorry, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a TikTok whore at this point, but... Well, you have a crowd, so... I do. I do. And I'm trying to... It's, like, the one platform I'm actually trying to build, like, a following on. Because <laughs> I suck at Instagram. I'm Facebook is ugh most of the time tick Twitter melts my brain (laughs) I
1: have to be very careful about my Twitter consumption yeah otherwise it stresses me out I feel like Facebook is dying out what do you think
0: uh yeah I mean they're still I'm in a couple groups that are still very very active Mm -hmm. like specifically like writer and romance groups Mm -hmm. um but i wonder as like more 20 somethings are diving into the writing world um or even teens right now who eventually will be in their 20s i, I don't think those spaces are going to be the same like i think they're already very different than like 10 years ago oh yeah um, and like i feel like in a lot of the writer groups i'm in it's a lot of like 50 plus people year olds um mm-hmm. and then obviously People, our generation, who have had a Facebook since it came out in like mm-hmm. that were kind of in that ar- initial wave, yeah. But I just feel like, even our age, there's so many people I know that are like, I'm done with Facebook, I'm leaving,
1: yeah. I just, other than my groups, I don't find myself checking it, yeah. I don't post on my timeline anymore.
0: I do on occasion, but it's a lot less than it used to be. Like, I'll mm-hmm. look and be like, oh wow, I haven't posted anything in like five days, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I know a
1: lot of people that are going over to Discord, and I'm in a couple groups on Discord, but I still don't know how to work it. It yeah. doesn't quite make sense to my brain.
0: Yeah, I, it- I don't, I haven't even jumped over there yet. I think initially I did a few years back. I created a Discord um, account for myself, a username, because uh, the podcast. Network was going to be active on it, but then none of us ever did anything with it because I think most of the majority of us were like, I don't even understand what this is. <laughs> why would, why are we, why are we doing this? And then the one guy who does like gaming stuff and he was the one that was like, Oh, Discord, it's like really active. He didn't, he didn't like take the reins and make it be a thing. So we all jumped ship. And that's been my only experience on Discord. And I'm with you. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm sure if I took like, an hour of my day to figure it out i could figure it out but like i don't know people are like join my discord i'm like how do you even i don't understand how you find these things like i don't
1: i don't know exactly exactly (laughs) that
0: and i've already been taking the time to fucking learn tiktok i don't want to learn another thing so this is like
1: we're getting too old for this Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) i fully i fully understand lethal
1: weapon now getting too old for this shit
0: (laughs) We both have clubhouse and I think both of us pretty much only use it for the Friday.
1: I don't it's know if you do it. other
0: things as well, but I've
1: got some other rooms that I might pop into, but it's another one of those things where it's like how active is whoever usually runs the room about actually doing their talk. There's ones on on Mondays and Wednesdays. Jennifer Graybill and Julie Carver run it. And that's usually really nice, but it's super small and it's just talking. And then the the Friday um indie chat with zoe york
0: yeah
1: um there's one that i follow and i just never jump in because it's not always a good time for me there's one called like tiktok sells books which is all about harnessing the power of the tiktok
0: yeah i think i'm in that one i'm in some author tiktok thing and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: every time it pops up i'm like oh i should probably go in there and then i never ever do (laughs)
1: And I keep meaning to reset my entire life so I can listen in on, like, the coffee chat. Yeah. But that's at 8 a.m. Eastern. I live on the West Coast, so that is 5 o'clock in the morning for me. Like, am I even awake enough at that point in time to make myself coffee for coffee chat? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I usually only get up that early if somebody's paying me. Right. Yeah, for me, that's 7 a.m., and that's a no-go in my world. <laughs> 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 Yeah, the Let's Talk Book Talk with TikTok Sells Books. One of these days, I should actually jump into one of those and listen. But I don't know. It's another thing that, like, I know I could probably hunt out other groups, but unless I know the talkers are good and interesting, like, I feel weird just sitting there listening to strangers. Right? (laughs) Which is ironic, since, you know, that is what you are doing right now if you're listening to my podcast, is you're sitting there listening to a stranger, but... I don't know.
1: No, I totally get what you,
0: you mean. And you just never know who's going
1: to pop in. And there are certain voices I just cannot deal with. <laughs> I love how we were thinking
0: the same thing.
1: <laughs> I know who you're thinking about.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to take a quick little commercial break, because I've realized I've forgotten to do that the last few episodes. Uh, so we're going to do that. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about camp nano and what
1: we're doing in the year 2100 the earth's cybernetically enhanced population threatened to tear down everything america held dear free speech drive-through liquor stores and guns so many guns after much deliberation it was decided that if america and its superior values were to survive the coming robocalypse there was only one option get the fuck out The next hundred years saw the construction of Space America, the galaxy's newest and brightest star. If you value adventure, good times, and cyborg fistfights, find your place in Space America. Space America. No cyborgs need apply.
0: And we are back. Yeah, so Camp NaNoWriMo. What are you doing with it, Sarah? What was your goal? My goal was 30,000 words. I am
1: failing miserably, (laughs) miserably. I haven't even made it out of the first chapter yet, but this month has, um, as with any month when there is any sort of nano activity, has gotten away from me Mm -hmm. and has ended up being just much busier than I was anticipating. Um. So my my goal was like a 40,000 words. It's not. I'm not <laughs> gonna make it. Yeah, I'm that's... not gonna make it. Uh, what I was like, what else do you want to know, Promptly, because otherwise I'm gonna go off the rails.
0: Okay, um, so a potential novella, maybe bigger. Uh, do you what? Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: I suppose so. Um. It is a best friend's slash roommate's lover's situation. They're both in their 30s. They met because they had a very drunk one night stand in college. (laughs) And she decided that he just probably wasn't going to be the one within like the first day of them knowing each other uh, because of the the stage in life he was at, which was just pig, fuck boy, frat guy. Mm. But they became friends, and now they're roommates in their 30s, and she is starting to feel very left behind. She's still single, you know, at this point in her life. She thought she'd be married and have babies already. She has younger sisters. Two of them are married. One of, At least one of them has kids. I haven't decided if the other one does yet. And um, so she decides to ask her best friend and roommate if he will have a baby with her. Of course, they, they think they can fuck around and not catch feelings, and we all know how that goes. <laughs> Especially when you have that much history with each other. You have that much history, and basically everybody in your life is always like, you guys are basically married. <laughs> like, just get
0: married. You're basically married. So in her mind, is she wanting him to co-parent or just, like, impregnate her and she'll take care of the baby? I don't think she has, like, high expectations for his co-parenting abilities. <laughs> um
1: I haven't really, this is supposed to be my pantser project, Liz. I know. I know. And I think she hopes that he wants to be involved, um, but she doesn't, isn't expecting like a 50-50 parenting partnership on this.
0: Gotcha. Because she assumes like they're going to keep living together. So (laughs) kind of have to be involved at least a little if you share a house with a baby exactly but then you know with no expectations of
1: if one of them like moves on you know necessarily needing to share custody something that they're very in my head they're both like we'll just figure this out as we get there <laughs> they're pantsing their relationship they're pantsing their whole relationship <laughs> at this point they're pantsing their relationship because that doesn't spell out disaster <laughs> does not spell out disaster whatsoever Gotta love it when two normally smart people make very stupid decisions.
0: <laughs> and you said you're you're still on the first chapter, still on the first chapter.
1: But um, they decide to make it a baby the uh, old fashioned way. Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge, because <laughs> it saves money. You know, right? Oh yeah, those things aren't aren't free. And um, at this point, I think the way he kind of says it's you know we can try for a couple months. You know, we, we had sex before and we didn't have feelings for each other in that way. So let's, you know, we can just do it that way. If it doesn't work in a couple months, we'll go see what's going on. If there's anything, if there's anything happening. And then we can go down that path at that point. But if we can save a couple thousand dollars, like, let's yeah. do that. Because <laughs> diapers aren't cheap.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So was does she ask him, like, right off the bat in the book? No, so the book at this
1: point um, opens on <laughs> um, mutual friends, their wedding, they're the maid of honor and the best man so they each give up, get up and they give a speech um, about their friends who had a very enemies to lovers, <laughs> love story of their own, the whole thing popped fully formed into my head, they were academic rivals, um, enemies to lovers. Who just couldn't seem to get rid of each other. And then they went to a conference one weekend and there was a snafu with the booking. Only one, only one hotel room, only one bed. And (laughs) let's just say they 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 worked out their aggression. (laughs) The old fashioned way. The old fashioned way in a very (laughs) naked, sweaty way. Oh my god! Once yeah. they were too exhausted to fight with each other again,
0: they were like, "Oh, you're not so bad." And and I've read that part of the novella, uh, and I was like, "Oh my god! Is Sarah going to now backtrack and write their book?" <laughs> I feel like that one would actually just be like the
1: short story of that weekend. I think that might just be a, if I go back and write that, it would be a one shot, because um, that's too much backtracking to go all the way back into their undergrad like
0: that. Yeah. That could always be a little reader magnet. Right? Newsletter fodder. 99 cent short story. <laughs> and
1: then as I was planning, um, another romance in this world popped up between um, our hero's oldest brother, um, who's in his late 30s, and then our heroine's youngest sister, who's in her almost like, like mid-20s. Okay. Um, that popped up. Out of nowhere, it's
0: <laughs> so a little bit of an age gap—not a, a crazy one. Mm. <laughs> it's like a thirteen-year
1: age gap. Oh wow, yeah, it's like a thirteen-year age gap. They've met like one time before. He doesn't remember her at all because she was a teenager. Mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Not, not on his radar because he's not a weird creep. Um, <laughs> and she obviously remembered him because he was an adult male doctor and she was like you're gorgeous and then the conversation that popped into my head he's like wait were you obsessed with me all these years and she's just like oh honey no I forgot about you two weeks later when this really cute boy frenched me behind the baseball dugout like (laughs) I hate to tell you this like I haven't thought about you at all in the last you know 10-15 years like I (laughs) know
0: typical teenage girl brain typical teenage girl brain (laughs) It's like you were hot when you were around, but then you left and I forgot about you. <laughs> I forgot about you. I forgot about you. Oh, my God.
1: I know. And I figure he wasn't living near where the rest of them live or she wasn't living where the rest of them live. And so I'm trying to decide now where if that's going to just be like a B-plot romance or if that's going to end up being its own thing. Because that really dictates where it sits in the story where those two mm. meet again.
0: I don't know i feel like that could be its own story especially if you're wanting to keep shit to novella length i don't feel like that feels like it'd be too much for a b-plot and then keep the book short
1: i know but it's me is the book gonna stay short my <laughs> last
0: year's last year's camp nano project um
1: that i thought would be like 85k max it the first draft clocked in at ninety four thousand words and i have to add things <laughs>
0: See, at least with me, my, my mine clocked in at, like, what, 106, and I've been removing shit, which I haven't, I need to check. I haven't checked where I'm at word count-wise. I guess there's no point for me checking until I finish these last couple chapters. But where, now I want to know where you're at. I think the last time I looked, because what I'm doing right now, is I'm taking each... <laughs> I'm taking each chapter, putting it into uh, Grammarly Pro and going through it and editing it in that and also like removing things still Um, and then putting it into a new word doc. So like this third word doc now has the quote unquote finished first draft feels weird because this is really like the fourth draft, but finished first draft for other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. It's hard to judge how long, how far I am. Word count wise, because I keep adding more into that word document, but I think when I looked at it last, it was like seventy-two. Okay. At chapter like thirty. Thirty out of. Thirty-seven, maybe. Okay. I I, like I think I have like six or so more chapters to go. Okay, you really are
1: getting close.
0: Yeah. Like I'm I. At the, I'm at the point right now that she's about to leave the island.
1: <sighs> dun dun dun.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Which makes no sense to most people, but you know what I'm talking I about. I know what you're
1: talking about. I remember this was a whole discussion.
0: Yeah. This was this was the start of a whole rewrite during original nanoRimo <laughs> where I backtracked and changed a lot of shit. Yeah, I also failed at
1: regular nano everybody. I, I for whatever reason this should work for my brain. It absolutely does not. <laughs>
0: Regular nanorimo works really well for me. There's something about camp, though, that I think it's like because it's so choose your own adventure and it's not as actively talked about on social media. I don't feel the pressure that mm. November gives me where like Jeremy literally was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you're even doing this. I'm like, yeah, because I'm stuck fucking editing right now. I haven't even started <laughs> like, like I've been doing a lot, but like and you can choose editing as your task for nano for camp nano but like i don't know I, is I there feel just like not that's... a good way to track it i don't know like th- they have a way to do it i don't quite get it it doesn't make sense to me and uh, and then i forget and i'm just like whatever i'm just doing my own thing <laughs> without the website so that's fine but i don't know like i feel like i mean zoe york is doing camp nano um i know other people are too but she's purposely taking a social media hiatus while doing it because she's a smart lady um (laughs) and getting lots of shit done and like i heard a couple other people talking about it on tiktok like the first couple days but i haven't been seeing a whole lot of chatter about it
1: yes everybody else is probably failing along with us so
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're all hiding from it (laughs) July is the next one. We'll see if I decide to hopefully uh, do something in July. Maybe I hope we do something in July. Right. Jeremy and I were discussing this the other day. I need to actually like map out what my plan is and like give myself at least a tentative timeline of like Mm -hmm. what my goals are in terms of for the rest of this year and what I want to accomplish next year. Mm -hmm. Now that we're in like what the second quarter of the year yeah we're in the second quarter
1: what so happened? what happened I
0: man i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't fucking know but i don't like it i was about to say we're halfway through the year but thank god that's not true but sooner like true. it feels like so it i know and in my brain like i feel like this is the time of year where you start like thinking about oh like what you're doing in the summer and like future things. And then it just kind of spirals out of control. Like, Oh, I know. Well, God, next week, next week, Jeremy and I are going somewhere. We're going to new Orleans. And then, and then like, I feel like Jeremy has so many fucking comedy trips on the calendar that even though they're not my things, I keep seeing them on our joint calendar and being like, ah, why is the calendar so full? (laughs) It's like on the surface. It's terrifying. Yeah. Early May, I'm going to Michigan for a little writing retreat thingy. And I'm so jealous. I'm excited. And there's no internet there. So I need to plan ahead yes. what I'm going to be working on. Because since I use Google, I have to make sure whatever documents I need are on offline mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need a to figure minute. out.
1: Yeah. Make sure you back those up. Because sometimes Google Docs eats things.
0: Yeah, I guess if I I could save it directly to my computer, I think, yeah, and, and then I just
1: copied and pasted from Word back into Google before. Uh, I write I write in Google Docs because I have a Google Docs app on my phone, and then I can, mm-hmm. in theory, write from anywhere. In reality, I it's just another place for me to ignore it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel that.
1: Yeah, so I feel I feel bad because I have not written in probably a week at this point. I've done planning, we've done talking, but actual make words happen has not happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard, and it's hard, and I feel like every time I'm at the needing to jump into a new project, I get like that, like oh god, how do I do this?
1: <laughs> I kind do, you of... get, do you get stage fright?
0: A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and I, it's like my little stupid brain is like, oh, I need to figure out the perfect beginning, which makes no sense because my beginning always changes.
1: Always. I'm okay. So my other project, the, the completed book that I am avoiding editing, what, what chapter one version am I on now? 12?
0: <laughs> yeah, because even before I started reading it, the like months and months ago I think at that point you'd already changed it like six times
1: (laughs) yeah it was the 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 document was called Graham and Eloise five
0: yes yes okay five times yeah
1: because it was five times I tried it from her perspective a couple times realized I was too close and needed to back out a little bit Hmm. I still I have to rewrite that first chapter again I still think it's wrong
0: We'll we'll discuss that off, off my we'll it's a
1: it's a whole it's a whole thing, listeners. It's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> oh. And I feel like there's most of the time when I'm working on things, my first chapter ends up actually being like the original like fourth or fifth chapter. <laughs> like <laughs> I I gotta overwrite to figure out my characters and then be like, Oh no, all of that was just stuff my brain needed, but the audience doesn't need that. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Any any aspiring writers out there, you will hear this from anybody if they're being honest. You will rewrite your first chapter more than once. It is the <laughs> hardest chapter in the book.
0: Well, yeah, because like there's a lot of pressure for a good, not only first chapter, but or first, yeah, first chapter, but like first line, first paragraph, like mm-hmm. that's the shit that people read, and they'll be like, eh and then move on to a different book exactly you have probably maybe
1: within the first some readers can judge within the first 10 pages if a book is for them or not i mean that's all books i am so glad i did not dnf as an entirely different episode yeah um but even then those ones usually started out great kind of petered for a little bit and then came back and finished strong
0: yeah it's hard (laughs) it's hard writing's
1: hard
0: when I start working on this new novella, which my point for that is for it to be like my reader magnet. So then that stresses me out even more because I'm like, this is potential brand new readers finding mm-hmm. me and wanting to try something. And what if they hate it and then they don't want to try anything <laughs> else you've written? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> which, yeah you know in the perfect world that shit that like future liz would stress about but nah it's what's going in my brain is i'm trying to work on it i feel this um so what do, do you want
1: to share what this reader magnet will be about or yeah
0: sure for those of you who don't know my current book hungry for love is uh Reality in the world. <laughs> it is a reality TV um dating show for chefs. Uh, Love Island meets like Chopped or whatever. Because last year I was watching a lot of Love Island and Chopped at the same time. And I was like, oh, what if? So in that book, Ethan's family owns a restaurant and Siobhan's family runs a restaurant. Um, so her family's restaurant is going to be the central location for this novella, where it's um one of the main bartenders and a patron start hitting it off. Um, It's kind of doing grumpy sunshine, but she's the grump and he's the sunshine. Um, he goes to the bar for a first date, probably a dating app or whatever. Oh... Sorry, my, just brain just began... go on. <laughs> my brain just found a way to get that connected, uh, potentially to my other series. Anyway, a fun um... light bulb to watch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's there for a date. The date ghosts him, and he's like super positive, sunshiny boy who is an elementary art teacher and is super into woodworking and just like a generally positive person. Uh, But, of course, being ghosted is like, oh, well, that sucks. But then he's like, well, hey, I'll I'll just chat with you, I guess. And she's like, I'd really rather you not. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, because she's just busy working. But she ends up when she ends up actually hitting it off with him and and being like, I mean, I do feel bad. Like, I don't want to reject him after he's already been rejected once today. So she ends up, like, chatting with him. This being a novella, I need to figure out what i what what my brain is struggling with is what is the time frame? Like am I keeping this just to like a weekend, or am I doing like like I feel like Ruby Dixon is really good at novellas that span a larger amount of time um mm-hmm. but then there's lots of authors who do novellas where it's like a snippet of their relationship and like more insta love short thing and I don't know where this one falls like I don't know if we're just getting a little snippet and it's like oh now they are now they're together because they will show up in other books in this series because she works at Shiv's family's restaurant like -hmm. she'll she'll be like main secondary character in book two because she's good friends with Maeve Shiv's sister I don't know I don't know I, I feel like a snippet like a, like a snapshot of their relationship would, would work because we will see them in the background in other books.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Are, are they together in the other books?
0: Yeah, they'll be together. Okay.
1: So, yeah, if they were kind of insta love y, then yeah, I think it's just a spicy, this is our origin story.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you got spicy origin story. <laughs> Trademark title, that's it. T- title, <laughs> title of your book. <laughs> so, because initially I, oh God, I was debating so hard and going through so many different ideas of what to do for like little reader magnet and like, oh, can I do something that like shows Shiv and Ethan when they're younger? And I was like, well, that's weird. I don't want to write them as teenagers. And then thinking at 16. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, I just think that'd be misleading because I'm not writing YA so I think it'd be weird to be like oh this is your first taste for me and they're teens but everything else I write is adult and spicy-ish right you might you might you might magnet the wrong readers right and that would not be great Um uh, <laughs> so then I was oh god I was debating so many different I was debating potentially writing like the the start of the family feud um that is important for book one Uh, like showing the grandpas and their relationships with their wives and all that and I was like "Ah, that would mean technically writing like a historical at this point because of their ages I was like I don't feel like learning about isn't that bonkers (laughs) like technically
1: that is a historical and it would have taken place in like what the 60s and 70s
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and I was like I for this being a freebie like I don't want to spend a lot of time doing research to get shit right and (sighs) <sighs> so I think this works it's in the same universe There are characters that will show up later on kind of introduces you to Shiv's family's bar because um, that will be important but yeah I don't know my I I'm tend to be a pantser anyway but being like cool I'm gonna write something short that's like all vibes and spice you know no plot <laughs> and then all my brain's like what does that even mean how do we do this? I'm like I don't I don't know self. We're just going to start typing and see what happens, I guess. I can't decide if I'm a pantser
1: or a plotter. I think I want to be a pantser, but I'm really more of a plotter whose characters like yank the wheel out of my hands. Yeah. Because remember this 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 Camp Nano project, I was like it's just going to be fun. I'm not going to think about it. And then I have taken a full pause to think about it. I was asking <laughs> friends like medical ethics questions today (laughs) oh my god i know i was like texting my sister-in-law like can you ask your doctor for oh my god i know it's i am what i am i am what
0: i am no i would Um, say you're you're a mix i would say you're a planter or whatever and like i'm i'm a planter because i try to be a plotter and it never works but i have to have like certain things that are pretty like solidly in stone and then I w- wiggle my way to them uh yeah because I, I do typically I feel like I like my characters having the control um mm-hmm. to do what they want like I will never be able to be the type of plotter that like has an outline and like this chapter this is going to happen this chapter this is going to happen like I I wish I could be that person because I think it would help me from, overwriting so much but it doesn't it doesn't help from overwriting (laughs)
1: Um, because what as you're saying that what I like to do personally is just write down almost like a wish list of Mm -hmm. scenes or chapters um, that pop into my head yeah you're like I really want the hero from this story I'm currently working on I want him to have a really bad like Darcy's first proposal (laughs) Like, I'm going to ask you to marry me in the very worst way possible. Like, I'm going to screw this up so bad that you may never say yes in the future. And then after she turns him down, he decides to start dating again. Because he hadn't been dating when they were trying to conceive this baby. And then after they did conceive it, I think there's a period of time where he's still not going out the way he used to. Mm -hmm. And then after she turns him down, he goes to go on this date. And... Like gets there, they sit down, they start talking, they probably order drinks and appetizers, and he just realizes that he would rather be home, oh, with with her, and he calls it off. He he called, you know, they they sit down, they order like drinks and appetizers, they start talking, and he realizes that he would rather be home with her, and so he says, "Thanks, thanks for your time. You know, I'll I'll pay for this, but I'm gonna head out." Um, stops on the way home, picks up dinner for them, and when he gets home, she's like, How'd it go? Like, you're back so much earlier than I thought you'd be. And he's like, Oh, she stood me up. <gasps> yeah, because he can't he, he doesn't know how to tell her. Oh, he, poor sweet yeah, baby poor, angel. Poor poor sweet baby angel. Former fuck boy. <laughs> you know, who's realizing that that the reason nothing else has ever worked is that he's it's always been her
0: oh exactly
1: i know i just like roll around in bed making that same noise as i'm thinking about this it's you know once he realizes it's you know that moment where you're like everything makes sense now because you figure you know they're best friends they live together at some point this has come up in other relationships where people have been threatened and intimidated by their relationship and it's sort of, you know, probably try to be like, I don't know how I feel about this. And you try to throw down that ultimatum. Um, sidebar, the ultimatum, apparently you and I are supposed to watch this.
0: Yes, I do want to watch that.
1: Okay. Unsidebar. <laughs> <laughs> throw down this ultimatum, like, it's her or me. And he's like, cool, her. Or, you know, it's him or me. Cool, him. Like, I'm not going to pick you over my, my friend if you're going to ask me to do that. And he's realizing that, you know, the reason nobody's ever measured up is because he's using her as the yardstick. Mm. And, you know, he thinks she's perfect.
0: So she's been secretly in love with him. I don't uh. think I, so.
1: I, I called it the, the 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 frog in the boiling water analogy. You know, you start in the cold water and then you turn on the heat and the frog doesn't realize it's boiling. That's how I would describe them being in love with each other. Gotcha. They're, they're frogs in boiling water. <laughs> Neither one of them is actively pining for the other, but they're very aware that the
0: other person is attractive. Gotcha. There's there's horny pining, I guess. <laughs> does does she realize her feelings before he does, or does he figure out his? Do you know? You might not even know yet. I don't even
1: know yet. Um, I think he. I think he figures it out first. I think he figures it out first. I think she realizes because I remember I told you this is seeds pop into my head i think she realizes like she's fully fully in love with him like as he's building the crib oh i know oh <laughs> you know just like oh no and i screwed it up that's adorable it is adorable
0: and they both have really good families um, i like that i like cuz yeah. i i tried to write a mix of like Fucked up family stuff, but also super su- supportive family stuff. Right. I know. And I, I felt like um my other
1: plan series, the first few books have a lot of fucked up family stuff. Unintentionally. It's just where they fell in series order. Um, so I kind of really did want two very supportive families where, you know, they don't have issues with their siblings. Um, the hero, everybody else in his family is a doctor, but nobody looks down or pressures him for not being in medicine. Yeah. 'Cause he just he has a very average job and you know, nobody looks down or, or says anything to him about that. They're just like, Yeah, that's your job. You didn't want to go into medicine, that's fine. Nobody in B's family is really like looking down or pressuring her for still like being the oldest sister and not having kids or being married or even being in a in a relationship. So, you know. Nobody's the butt of the joke. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice because you know, that's not it. It's a it's a cruel reality that you could show up to a family holiday and and be the butt of the joke for being the only single person there. Um, and that's not what I wanted for these two. I wanted them to be their own worst enemies. <laughs> that makes sense. Aww, I know they're so sweet. <laughs> You're so dumb, but they're so sweet. <laughs> So now I need to write them. Now I need to write them. Now now I need to write them. I need to stop putting so much pressure on myself to, to make it perfect because I hate editing so much. Yeah. And just write it and be okay with, with screwing up. We have a, a mutual friend who gave me probably some of the, the best advice about first drafts that I try and keep in mind. And she said that she loves first drafts because anything is possible. Hmm. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. I was like, you're crazy. But I understand what she's saying. And I, I try to to keep that mentality of, you know, it's good to have a plan, but sometimes we have to abandon the plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. I like first drafts, too. I just hate first chapters.
1: I hate first <laughs> chapters. I hate first drafts. I, I like the feeling of having written and being done. Yeah. And Uh, I basically just write to then send it to my friends and have them squeal in response. That's all I do it for. It's the serotonin rush there.
0: That's why I loved uh, writing fan fiction back in the day because I would write a chapter, post it, go to bed, wake up to like all these emails of people who have commented and been like, woo, I love it so much. I'm like, oh my God. Y'all know how to make a person feel really good. Exactly. I love that feeling.
1: I sent the finished book off to another friend with, like, some of the changes that I'd made with very little context just to see what she says. And she's like, do you want me to live react? I'm like, of course I want you to live react. I get high off that feeling.
0: (laughs) It's true. You do. (laughs) I do. I really do. get high off that feeling that's why we send each other just like paragraphs and be like read this right now
1: (laughs) yes read this right now i need i need the rush and i need to know that it's not complete garbage right
0: (laughs) that's been the weird thing about working on my edits it's like oh i i actually kind of like this which is Mm -hmm. a nice feeling (laughs) right like do you
1: ever get to those like lines or paragraphs where you're like this is
0: this came from my brain my 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 brain because this is amazing i feel like all my ethan and mike interactions i get that reaction for myself i'm like oh man i'm the president of the mike fan club so (laughs) you know how i feel about mike yeah Uh, he'll get it when you all
1: read hungry for love mike is the greatest and i already called (laughs) dibs so So zoe might fight you for that
0: (laughs) you know what I think we can share I think we could share <laughs> eventually I will write a novella that is their wedding weekend um Mike and Zoe's wedding weekend uh but that will be Derek's book am I am I allowed to sing a little because
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna leave this up so you can edit it out if you need to but can I go redemption arc.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it will be Derek's redemption arc <laughs> I'm so excited that was the biggest surprise speaking of writing and being surprised uh about where where the characters take you when suddenly Derek the douche became Derek the hero I'm like what the fuck I remember that <laughs> I was like fist pumping
1: because I was like go Derek emotional growth way to go buddy <laughs> oh that would be a fun book to write Right? You know, breaking down toxic masculinity and, you know, one former
0: douchebag at a time. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, any final thoughts on uh, how wonderful Camp NaNo is going? Camp NaNo is sucking balls. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: It was I'm grateful to it for giving me this idea. Yeah, and these characters, I just wish I would. I had a little more, like, oh, like I need a different. I need it to be gamified a different way. Yeah, so I am a little more motivated because once once I missed par for the day and the write everyday badge because I crossed over midnight once without writing on accident. I started at like twelve fifteen. I was like, no.
0: Oh, like, see, man. I just I just lie about the time on those. I changed the time to be still, I'm like, I'm awake. It's still the same 24 hours. Uh, and so I changed the. I always will change the time and make it you be can like, change the time. Mm-hmm. Throwing, throwing down things. <laughs> Cause I used to be really, the only time I'm strict about that is on the last day of nano. Like I, it will be done. Like it will be submitted before midnight but in in you know in between the first and the 30th oh yeah like if it's i write too much at night for i don't know sometimes it depends on my mood that day if it counts for the day i've been awake for or the day that i have yet to go to bed for mm-hmm. <laughs> like i do i do both uh depending on what i need <laughs> right and then do
1: you ever get super impressed with yourself because you forgot that you were writing after midnight And then you write a little bit during the day and then you look at your word count. You're like, I'm doing amazing. How did that happen? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. I was up at 1230 writing. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Definitely. It's the only way I'm hitting par. (laughs) (laughs) It's words. It counts. It's words. It counts. Well, um, Sarah, if people are like, oh, my God, I love her. uh, Where can they find you? on I, on the socials. On the socials, I am Remarkably Sarah. That's S A R A
1: H on if I have an account, it's under Remarkably Sarah. <laughs> so, that's how you that's how you find me. I feel like you're most
0: active on Instagram.
1: I am most active on Instagram and I am most active on my Instagram stories specifically. I right. forget to post on main a lot. <laughs> I'm a little active on Twitter. As we discussed before, I have basically abandoned my TikTok. I'm sort of on Discord. I don't know what else there is in life. Yeah. <laughs> Not much else. Mostly on Instagram. Find me on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on Instagram.
0: Yeah, you always you always have active stories. I do. And it's almost always memes, so. <laughs> and you do tend to post on Twitter on Fridays for Friday Kiss. Yes, I have it the last two weeks, though, because I haven't had the word. Mmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I always forget to look to see what the prompt is. I need to start doing that more. I need to check today. But a couple weeks ago the prompt was sun.
1: It was sunshine, and I realized that I don't have that word in my my manuscript because it takes place in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shockingly sunny day. Even still, it's like that's not sunshine and either they don't call each other sunshine. Yeah, they've got they've got nicknames,
0: but it's not sunshine. (laughs) Meanwhile, mine takes place on a tropical island, so I think I actually did have a sun. Right, you should have had a sun, or sunshine, or whatever. I don't know. I forget to do it. Uh, I did one five days ago, so whatever that is. Is is there a word sun? Is the
1: word up yet? Let me see if the word's up yet. Because usually they post them on. I think last week was heat. Last week was heat. I didn't have anything really good for that. I posted that. Tomorrow is pretty. Pretty. Hmm. I'll have to search my... I'm going to have to go search mine now. Yeah. if I can find anything for pretty. I'm sure I've got pretty. Watch me have it like four times.
0: (laughs) Cock, 33. Pretty, (laughs) four. Typically, I end an episode with a bad pickup line. So let me... Let me god, I thought you were going to ask me to do a bad pick line. I'm like, I'm not good on the spot. Oh my god, this one's horrible. We're going to do this. Okay. Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? Your name must be Jane because I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting lost in your eye. <laughs> lost in like Austin. Jane Austin. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, or girl it makes sense and sensibility for us to go out there we go (laughs) there we go that one that one might actually get my attention (laughs) well thank you so much for being our special co-host this episode um yeah thank you for inviting me it was fun
1: we both need to go write some words now yeah, we need to go write some words before I have to go do my grocery pickup. Hashtag mom life. <laughs> Yay!
0: Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week.
1: This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.